The seventh-ranked Louisville women's basketball team defeated number 14 Kentucky on Sunday. We'll talk about that rivalry victory and more on this episode of the Locked On. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Welcome in to another episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. As always, I want to take this time to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. It was another eventful weekend for the University of Louisville Athletics Department, capped off by a huge rivalry victory for the Louisville women's basketball team. The seventh-ranked Cardinals defeated number 14 Kentucky 64-58 at the KFC Yum Center behind a huge crowd. We'll talk about how defense propelled the cards to victory in that matchup and... The number one ranked Louisville volleyball team is now on their way to Columbus as they head to the final four. They will uh, square off with number four, Wisconsin, in Columbus on Thursday evening. We'll talk about the big win over Georgia Tech on Saturday night while briefly previewing the matchup with the Badgers. And finally, unfortunately, get into some not-so-positive news discussing what went wrong for the Louisville men's basketball team in a 62-55 to defeat at the hands of the DePaul Blue Demons. Uh, before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. I also do some PA announcing work for various sports at the university. You can follow my personal Twitter handle in the graphic below. And you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. The number seventh ranked Louisville women's basketball team defeated number 14 Kentucky behind a crowd, um, basically over 12,000 people at the KFCM Center on Sunday. So many people, in fact, that they had to open up the upper bowl at the Yum Center, which only happens on occasion against teams like UConn, uh, Notre Dame, etc., the crowd was in full effect here against Kentucky. Sellout crowd. Um, but on the court, it, it was a back-and-forth contest, and the Cardinals came out on top mainly because of how well they played defensively. They forced 21 turnovers for the Wildcats on Sunday afternoon. Chelsea Hall led the way in scoring for the cards. Uh, um, Haley Van Lith also in double figures with 13. Alana Smith with 13 as well. So a balanced approach once again for the Louisville women's basketball team, which if you've been following the team, should not necessarily surprise you up until this point. So overall, I think that... Yeah, we, we saw what we've been seeing all year long from this Louisville Cardinal team, and that's the fact that they make every single possession hell on earth, so to speak. I mean, you have to really work to get good offense against them. There was a couple times to where um, I thought that, you know, the screens opened up the possibility to go to the rack and get layups, which it happened. Um, but the cards have only allowed – 66 points is the highest that they've allowed all season long. They came to Belmont um, last, not this past Sunday, but the one um, 
the one before that. So 66 points is the most points that they have allowed this season. You're talking about a Kentucky team that came into the game scoring over 80 points a game, and they did um, just what we thought they were going to do, and that's make life very interesting for the Wildcats. Looking at what Kentucky was able to do, they were led in scoring uh, three players in double figures. Uh, Drayana Edwards, 14 points. Treasure Hunt had 14, and uh, Benton had 13. Um, the big thing is Ryan Howard, the, the star for Kentucky, played all 40 minutes only three for 13 from the field, one for six from behind the arc. She um, hit two of her four free throws, had seven rebounds, only nine points. So I thought that Jeff Wall's team uh, did a very good job of keeping her in check and containing her. Uh, the offense that she did get was um, some you know very tough shots. She hit a, a, a tough shot on the baseline, hit, hit a nice uh, walk-in three. Other than that, I thought the cards did exactly what you would expect them to do, and that's make other players beat you. So... Ultimately, this was a game to where I, I wish I could say that the officiating was was good. Um, in my opinion, it was not. I'm not necessarily one to complain about the officiating, but it, it was um, very subpar to the point where I feel like I am almost obligated to mention it because there were some some questionable calls when I, where I felt like Louisville had all the momentum. They were going to possibly pull away, had you know six seven point leads multiple times in this game. A couple questionable calls brought Kentucky. Wildcats actually held a one-point lead at halftime, but the Louisville defense put on full uh, display in the third quarter. The Wildcats scored six points in the third quarter, um, and four of those points came along came from free throws. The lone field goal came from Treasure Hunt uh, right before the end of the third quarter. So for the most part, Louisville showed the makings of possibly putting this game away going into the fourth. However, um, yeah, I thought that there were some tic-tac fouls. But regardless, I thought Louisville was able to handle that adversity. They really buckled down in the final parts of that fourth quarter when you know Kentucky was kind of going back and forth, had a one-point lead, and then Louisville ripped off about um, I think it was like five, six points straight. And it was it was game that um, you know the defense propelled the offense. I felt like in the first part of this game, the Cardinals struggled in transition. There were some missed layups that um you know kept Kentucky around for for the most part in the first half and then the second half it looked like they were converting a little better the Cardinals were and you know credit to to players like Chelsea Hall, um, Alana Smith, Haley Van Lith hit some tough shots uh, down the stretch in this one against Kentucky especially you know Haley Van Lith hit a fadeaway that put Louisville up 3, Alana Smith had the had the layup that went up you know to go up 5 and um overall I thought it was good poise from this Louisville team that uh you, you you get some confidence from in in a position like this. Yes, it was um, you know on your home court, and you played to a you know very distinct home court advantage. You know the fan base was rocking on su Sunday afternoon. Excuse me, but it, it is very comforting to see that uh, you know this was probably the first game that the cards have been truly tested outside of the opening you know the the season opening loss against Arizona so to to see this team be able to handle adversity late in the game to see them um, be able you know rise to the occasion you know bodes well I mean you, you know Michigan they beat them by 22 you know you play a top 15 team at home you know it's a rivalry game and uh, this game hadn't been played in in almost it's almost two years considering they didn't play last year due to COVID and now um you know, Jeff Walls and company have now beaten the Kentucky Wildcats five straight matchups, which is, you know, big for the Bluegrass. And, um, 
you know, I do want to give a quick shout out to, to, to Coach Walls. I, I feel like um, in these times of uncertainty, you know, both within the athletic department and the university, but also in the in the state of Kentucky with, um, you know, the tornadoes. And, and I do want to uh, I should have mentioned earlier in the show, I do want to take this time to to extend my, um, you know, just my overall condolences to all of those that um, had family members that unfortunately didn't make it. And um you know, lost their lives, lost their homes. Um, you know, we keep them in our thoughts and prayers. You know, Jeff Walls and company um, sending some supplies down to the Mayfield area, and um, you know, I felt like this was was a you know an opportunity for the state to unite. Um, you know, and realize that this is so much bigger than sports. And you know, you know, credit to Coach Walls and you know both teams for for coming together and um, being able to you know, rise to the occasion off the court. And I think that that's one thing that Jeff Walls has been very, um, it, it's been a you know, breath of fresh air, so to speak, because, you know, he handles things so well. And, you know, he's a great coach, but at the end of the day, you also, um, you're, you, you find comfort in the fact that he is, um, you know, very much invested in this community and, and in this school. So I'm um, very happy for the women's basketball team to get the victory today. And they will look ahead to a matchup with Eastern Kentucky later this week. The good news does not stop there. However, the number one Louisville volleyball team is on their way to the Final Four after defeating number eight Georgia Tech 3-1 on Saturday evening at Freedom Hall. We're going to talk about what went right for the cards in that matchup against the Yellow Jackets after we talk about our friends down at Price Picks. So, You'll think about this. I've been telling you about Prize Picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, while offering all of the star players of the Power Five as well as mid majors you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists threes made, etc. All of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. So basically you'll pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to ten times on any entry. It's literally just you versus the projected numbers. It also allows mixed sports entries so you can take the over on Joel and it on Joel Embiid and combine that with the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store today. Download that app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We are talking about the Louisville Women's I'm sorry, the Louisville volleyball team. Um, before we kind of get into that content, I want to say thanks again for making uh, Locked on Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Preview 2021, the local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. So the number one Louisville volleyball team handle business once again against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, the third victory over their ACC foe this season. Um, however, this time the Yellow Jackets took a set from the Cardinals, something that they had not done in the previous two matches, but ultimately it was the home team prevailing behind a big crowd at Freedom Hall. And let me just say, I was able to make that match on, on Saturday evening, and as electric as l and Federal Credit Union Arena has been, uh, at points this season, 
Man, that that atmosphere at Freedom Hall was absolutely incredible. It's something that um, you know this this fan base needed with with all of the you know with losing the university's president and the athletic director um, just a couple of days before. I felt like this was a good uh, way to unite the fan base and you know give us overall some hope. But in the match specifically, the cards took a set one Georgia Tech battling back in set two and then two straight for the cards three. Cardinals um, had double-digit kills. It was Claire Chausse that led the way with 18. Anna DeBeer had 14. Anna Stevenson with 13. And, um, you know, when the Cardinals hit adversity, and, you know, we keep coming back to this term adversity and how well they overcome that. You know, Georgia Tech um, seemingly, you know, they were down 20-16, to 16, I believe, and ended up coming back and winning in that second set. And it, it made me uneasy, and you know, to be completely honest. And, um you know, in that third set, it, it was more of the same. Georgia Tech kind of came out running a little bit, but I felt like when the cards, you know, needed points, I felt like Claire Chausse, Anna DeBeer really stepped up. They got, you know, they got things done. Um, you know, they made it very tough, obviously. I mean, combining for you know, 32 kills on the match was, um, you know, something that they definitely needed. And, you know, credit to uh, Brambilla from Georgia Tech. She led the way with 27 kills. I mean, she was um, she was very tough. It was something that the cards really were struggling to answer all evening long. And that's, that's kind of a testament to just how, you know, quality of a player she is. But I think that the unsung hero in, in this match for the Louisville Cardinals was Anna Stevenson up at the net. You know, she was third on the team in kills. She had 13. But she led the team in blocks with 10, and the Cardinals had 17 blocks to Georgia Tech's 7 on the, on Saturday evening. And I felt like, um, especially in that third set and also in the fourth set, you know, to a degree, she was extremely tough at the net and, um, you know, getting some key blocks to where Louisville was able to, you know, get a run going. Um, there, there were times where Louisville, the trend was Louisville would go down like 4-1 or 4-2 and then, or 4, you know, you know, in, in that range, and then rip off like five, six, even seven points. And I feel like a lot of that momentum was because of how strong the cards were at the net, which they have been all season long. One of the best blocking teams in the country. Um, you know, Maya Tillman, you know, we mentioned Anna Stevenson, and Maya Tillman had seven blocks of her own, Tori Dilfer with four. So overall, you know, it was, um, you know, very solid, which, um, would I mean overall, you you really can't um, get any better than that. And I thought that um, you know it, it's just a, a display of leadership. And, and I mentioned you know Jeff Walls' team being or Jeff Wall you know Jeff Walls and his team being like a breath of fresh air for this university. This volleyball team has been rock stars all season long. I, I'm very glad the fact that they're getting the credit you know the credit and the overall coverage that they deserve and i'm i'm interested to see you know see them try to pull it out and they they will face a tough wisconsin team the fourth ranked badgers are 29 and 3 on the season that is a 7 p.m first serve in columbus ohio on thursday to start the final four number three pittsburgh number 10 nebraska will follow uh, at approximately 9 30 so looking into what the badgers have done this season a very solid resume uh, from their body of work. They defeated Baylor early on in the season, defeated Kentucky as well shortly after that, Minnesota, et cetera. They've done well against the um, – I'm sorry, the Gopher. Think of um, 
what their mascot was. In the tournament, they have not dropped a set. Wins over Colgate, Florida Gulf Coast, number 13 UCLA, and number 12 Minnesota. Their losses this season have come twice at the hands of Purdue, and they also have lost to – I've got to find that real quick. Maryland, 3-2 uh, to two back in September. So what they're doing is, is, is incredible. I mean, it's going to be a very tough matchup for the Cardinals. Um, the Cards are – Fifth in the nation in hitting percentage, they're swinging at at about a you know a, a three hundred clip, and um, you know right behind them is Wisconsin and six at at point two nine six. So they are very uh, you know very similar in a lot of ways. They block the ball really well. You know, top team in blocking. You know, you know so to speak. Sydney, um, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm sorry, Dana Retke. Uh, I might be saying that wrong, but overall, she has 384 kills. She's top 10 in blocks, you know, along with Amaya Tillman. You look at um, Sydney Hilly, who leads the nation in assists per set with, uh, I believe, you had to correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's around 12 or 13 assists per set. And, um, you know, there's just an overall very solid team. The Big Ten is, you know, the conference for. You know, volleyball, and they have done very well against their competition. They don't lose a lot of matches, and I obviously think that that shows for the fourth-ranked Badgers. So right now they have one, two, three, four players with over 270 kills, Julia Orzal, Grace Lohberg, Devin Robinson, uh, etc. So a very balanced attack like the Cardinals. Like I mentioned, this is uh, you know, kind of uh, – I wouldn't necessarily say a direct comparison, but there's a lot of parallels to be taken from both units. Um, you know, they have they utilize very solid play from their setters. Uh, they're very solid in terms of uh, defense up at the net, and they have a lot of different players that that can hurt you in terms of the attack. So, 7 p.m. first serve for the number one Louisville volleyball team. They're looking to bring it home for teams remaining for the final four in columbus ohio we'll talk about the that matchup on friday at the conclusion and hopefully it is in a good tune and we look forward to the national championship but that will happen later on in the week i want to transition over into the men's basketball side of things unfortunately not too much to be positive about in the cardinals 62 to 55 loss to the DePaul Blue Demons on Friday evening at the KFC Yum Center. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends at On Location. So I want to, I want, I want to pose a, you know, I want to pose, um, you know, a scenario for you. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage. Of course, I'm talking about the Super Bowl, which Super Bowl 56, 56 will be held at SoFi Stadium um, in less than 100 days. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends such as Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, etc., plus accommodations at five-star L.A. hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Once again, that's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Also want to talk about our friends at Built Bar. So we are inching our way closer to Christmas, um, the holiday season 
is the best opportunity to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better. Built Bar is filled with so many holiday goodness, rich with the Caden flavor, covered it in real chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein so you get the best of both worlds simply delicious and healthy and there's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing will you choose raspberry or mint brownie will you choose cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie etc built bar gives you that extra feel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines built bar can give you the extra something you need to keep going so throw one in your jacket or purse you never know when you're going to need it your friends with Santa, you say? Well, tell Santa to, to throw in a few built bars into those stockings with so many flavors they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy time. So, to activate this, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So, unfortunately, the cards dropped a match up to the DePaul Blue Demons on Friday evening at the KFCM Center. 62 to 55 and ultimately there wasn't necessarily a lot to take away from this positively it was one of the worst offensive performances from the Louisville Cardinal team in the past I'd say five to six years it was a tweet out there on the Twitter sphere and I you know forgive me I'm not necessarily remembering who sent it out it might have been Chris Hatfield um who sent it out, um, basically saying that this was statistically one of the worst, was actually the worst um, offensive performance for the Cardinals since 2015 when they played Cleveland State, and I think won 45-32 to 32 or something like that. But it, there was much to be desired for them for, from the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, shot 7 for 33 from deep, that's 21.2%, only just over 30% from the field as well, 15 turnovers. Um, got out rebounded by one to the DePaul Blue the DePaul Blue Demons. Uh, Daniel Jones was the storyline for the Blue Demons. He had a career high 33 points against the Cards, 15 for 22 on the evening, three of eight from behind the arc. Um, he averages 17.7 points per game now. That uh, averaging uh, or that season average rising significantly with the big performance against the Cards. And um, you know it started out. Pretty decent. Louisville led 15 to, I believe it was 7 or something like that. And then they had one of their scoring, scoring droughts, and DePaul ended up uh, taking a 23-17 to lead. They um, were able to battle back and, and get it to a respectable distance. I think they were leading by three points heading into halftime. They battled for a little bit early on in the second half, and then the Louisville offense just continually could not get going in this one. Um, some some key alarming statistics. Uh, Jalen Withers had zero points, only played 10 minutes, 0 for 2 from the field. Sam Williamson, 10 minutes as well, 0 for 3, 0 points. Um, Sidney Curry, Roosevelt Wheeler played less than 10 minutes, 0 points. They got five bench points, uh, two from L. Ellis and three from Mason Faulkner. When you look at the starting lineup, it was the Malik Williams show and then just kind of a bunch of dudes. Malik Williams was 10 for 15 from the field, uh, two for five from deep, led the way with 22 points, eight rebounds. And, um, you know, I thought besides him, Matt Cross was really the only one that played, you know, somewhat decently. He was five for 11. He only was one for five from deep with 11 points, but uh, six rebounds to go with that. He makes up a lot of that with his you know, hustle and overall just strong play. But the other three starters combined, let's see. 
six for 33 from the field combined between Dre Davis, Noah Locke, and Jared West. And unfortunately, that just can't happen. Let's address it this way. Yes, it is now December 13th. Um, you know, Chris Mack has only coached a handful of games. They've been against quality competition and still trying to figure out rotations, trying to get, you know, excuse me, consistent play uh, from your guys. And you're, you're, you're still, you know, early on into the season and you are, um, you know, maybe not, no, not, maybe not necessarily supposed to have it all together. And I, I hope you don't peak in December, which obviously isn't happening. Hopefully this team can make some strides as they head into ACC play. Uh, but unfortunately, as true as it is that you have to be able to, you know, give this team time to to mesh and get the chemistry aspect down, give Chris Mack some time to get the rotation aspect of things taken care of. Um, this is a team with three losses now. Uh, they're six and three on the year, three and two at home, and this was a very winnable contest, just like the one against Furman. I think that that's kind of where. Uh, most Louisville fans are, are are somewhat frustrated is the fact that yes, DePaul was seven and one coming in, but this you know with this game, if Louisville was able to you know make things happen, they probably win this game. And I I get sometimes shots aren't falling, and um, you know at the end of the day, you know you can get some good looks, but they just don't fall, and that's just the game of basketball. You have some off shooting nights, but the issue is it feels like this team ha- has having more off-shooting nights than not, and that's coming especially from behind the arc. You're supposed to be adding, you know, a handful of guys that, you know, saw some success from behind the arc last season at their respective destinations previously, but just 21.2% for for the cards from behind the arc, that was the name of the game for Louisville in this one, just that the fact that they couldn't really get any offense going, and I think this also epitomized that, yes, Defensively, I think the team's fine. I think they're doing fine defensively. They're going to keep getting better and better. But ultimately, it's hard to spin what we saw on Friday night positively for the offensive side of things. You can't have Jalen Withers scoring zero points. You can't have Sam Williamson scoring zero points. And you can't have Davis, Locke, and West only scoring, you know, or only you know making six out of 33 combined shots. I mean, from from deep, I think it was – three for 17 or something like that three for 18 it's just the fact that um you know we've yet to see this team be able to put it together offensively the scoring droughts are are, you know still prevalent shot selection was a little questionable um especially since i felt like most of the success on the night came uh under the basket in transition layups and dunks and you know overall around the paint um when the team shot the ball from distance um not not a lot of success followed the cards will Move on to play southeast southeastern Louisiana. I believe it's on Tuesday, um, so they look to to get some momentum, trying to head into a tough matchup against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, who just defeated the um, the, the Mississippi Rebels. I think it was seventy one to forty eight. So uh, the 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 month of December doesn't necessarily get much easier because you do still have Western Kentucky. Kentucky is on the horizon. And so is Wake Forest. So, yes, you can admit the fact that this team is probably not where it's going to be in March. But we saw last year every game counts. The team is already at three losses. The ACC is pretty solid. 
And, um, you know, they need to start putting things together because we're still into the first month of the season. Or, I'm sorry, we're, we're past the first month of the season. And, you know, this is a team that looks very, very, very good at times. But at other times, you know, it, it, it's a complete 180, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum. So just a matter of poor shooting and, you know, poor shooting from, you know, not only three-point land, but from the, from the field in general. And um, something has to you know, happen offensively. You look for Noah Locke, Sam Williamson, and Jalen Withers to turn that corner and try to um, – you become more factors on offense. But we'll talk more about the offense tomorrow as we preview a little bit of the Southeastern Louisiana matchup coming on Tuesday. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs first to the Cardinal Sports on Podcast, a busy week for that show. Um, there was an episode dropped on Saturday that you can check out that um, you know has all of the good stuff surrounding the matchups with um, – uh, DePaul, etc., the women's basketball, volleyball talk, and the 100th episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast released on Sunday as well. So go check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. If you have any questions for tomorrow's mailbag segment, be sure to shoot me a DM in the graphic at the bottom left of your screen. Other than that, everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.